Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a podcast from Bright City Church. For more information, visit our website, www.brightcitychurchuk.com or find us on social media at Bright City Church UK. Well, welcome everybody. Welcome to uh, Word Up. This is with Bright City Church where we're going through the Word of God together and we want to impart that um, hunger, desire and joy in uh, studying the Word of God. We started last week, didn't we? Amen. Welcome, Ben. Great to have you with us again. <laughs> Great to be and, here. Uh, we're going through 1 Peter together, aren't we? Yes, yes. Um, I th- hopefully we'll get into 1 Peter today. <laughs> I know we will. We may. And uh, yeah, welcome to um, you if you're listening on the podcast. So we started a podcast as well. Uh, this is going out on Spotify and also Apple Podcasts, I believe. So yeah. we'll be putting the links up to those podcasts as well on the Facebook page. Yeah. So great. Uh, I think uh, we, we talked about last time, you know, the, the word of God. And I just want to sort of, yeah, remind us all as well that, you know, we're here to really sit under the word of God. We're not here to, you know, to test it, check it out or, or kind of, um, but we're here to, you know, humbly come before the word as we would come before God in a sense. And mm. I was reminded, Ben, as I sort of even, even you know, we can study the word of God in the wrong way. And uh, Jesus said, even to the Pharisees, he said, you diligently study the scriptures. This is John 5, 39, because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Yeah. So I, I think it, it shows there the danger of just sort of intellectual study without yes. that submission to God, doesn't it? That's it. And one of the things we said last week was that, you know, the, the written word of God is, is the, re- the record. You know, it is a living book. Yeah. But the word of God, you know, and, and God himself, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit are, you know, available to us um, I will say outside of the word, everything, you know, is confirmed by the word. This is the witness uh, of God. Mm. But God is a reality in our lives. It's a living book, but he is a living God as well. Um, and the Holy Spirit uh, makes all of this manifest in our lives. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, that's the, that's the thing to remember. You know, it's a, yes, it's a living yeah. book. It can be understood intellectually. And there are anointed teachers out there. And the Holy Spirit is our teacher. But God is is all around us as well, you know, and, and active in our lives. He brings, the Holy Spirit brings to remembrance the word of God in our lives. You know, that's that's the, yeah. the supernatural element to this. And I mean, it brings to mind, you know, God says to worship him, to love him with all our mind, our heart, our soul, our, our every part of our being, if you like. So, yes, right. we've got the intellect, but we've also got, you know, every part of our being. And I mean, if we're just about knowledge, you know, the Bible says that knowledge puffs up and it's not about trying to be clever, but it's about coming to hear what God is saying. We, we said last week, didn't we, that every word of God, every word of the scripture is God breathed and Amen. it's alive and living. So we're not here to sort of just say, oh, wasn't this an interesting letter that Peter wrote to these people? And oh, wasn't that interesting that he, you know, was in that part of uh, the world and said this and said that? Not at all. Actually, this word is speaking to you and speaking to me. That's why, 
God says in his word, you know, meditate on this day and night because this is a gift from me to you. I want it to speak into your life. So just want to remind us all of that as we get into the word. We're here to sit under it and to be transformed by it. Amen. 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 So uh, we're looking at 1 Peter. We finally got <laughs> the, the, the letter of our, of our study. And um, so, Peter, let's think about uh, the man himself. Before we begin to read, we'll read the first chapter soon, but uh, let's think about who Peter was. Yeah. And um, because I think it does give us some insight, doesn't it, into, it. into and that will apply as well to us when we know about Peter. Yeah. So uh, what, 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 what have you got to say about Peter? Well, you've got to remember um, that one of the witnesses of Scripture is that uh, God came to not to the, the high-minded religious establishment uh, of the time. Um, I mean, it, it, was revealed, it, it was revealed to Nicodemus uh, and uh, Joseph of Arifia and Paul. And Paul. Yep. Um, but he came to shepherds. He came to fishermen. Brilliant. Uh, he yep. came to, to the, the ones that wouldn't, wouldn't immediately be candidates, if you like, yes, for, yeah, for yeah. this uh, amazing revelation. And, it, it, you know, it, sh- it shows that God... God came for, for everyone in, in, G, in Jesus. Yeah. He was yeah. revealed revealed to the, the meek ones. Uh, he was revealed to the intellectual ones as well. There were the wise men. Mm, uh, yeah. um, there were the, the rabbis that I mentioned. But he came to, to the to the meek and, and the lowly and, and the poor. Uh, and that's witness witness mm. through Scripture. Even even in his mother Mary, um, yes. the sacri- is evidenced in the sacrifice that mm. she gave. There was a required sacrifice for you know for for her. That she she gave them the meekest sacrifice. She wasn't able to give a, a bull right. or a goat, okay. but she gave. I think it was two two doves that they sacrificed, which was the, you know the, the lesser of, yes, of, sure. the, of the grand yep, uh, yep. grand sacrifices. But he came he came to the, the meek ones, yeah. and we must remember that. Like he was saying, it's uh, you know it's a. Uh, not an intellect, intellectual um, revelation. It, it's a real revelation. It's for, real for everybody, for all people, for yeah. all men, women, mm. and uh, yeah. So he was a fisherman. Um, his name was Simeon, the Hebrew name Simon, and uh, we'll come to you know how he got called Peter, and uh, God changed his name. In fact, Jesus ch- called him Peter. So he was brother of Andrew, wasn't he? Um, so Andrew and Simon Peter were brothers. James and John were brothers, weren't John, they? Yep. And uh, what about Andrew? Because you were saying he well, was he, a... Well, Andrew was a disciple of John the Baptist. He was, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's important, you know, to, to put to realize the, the kind of frame of reference that uh, Andrew and, and Peter had at the time. And, you know... But John the Baptist was the prophet. He was the last Old Testament prophet, in fact. And Andrew uh, and kind of by association, Peter, were under this ministry of, of John the Baptist, the last Old Testament prophet. And, and what, what was the message that they were under? What was the teaching that they were under? John the Baptist, he, his message, his, his ministry was to usher in. He was like a herald uh, of the kingdom of God. And he, mm-hmm. his message... You know, his announcement was, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And he, he said, you know, um, that was like the announcement. And it yeah. was a ministry of preparation, <coughs> a forerunner ministry. The voice of one, he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And that's, that's from Isaiah 43. 
verse three, which it's John mm. quoted, and he was he was heralding the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Those terms are interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Uh, an interesting point there is that uh, it's referred to as the kingdom of heaven, so that the sacred name of God wasn't uh, wasn't made familiar to the Jewish ear because it was so sacred. It wasn't to be um, made familiar. It was to, to keep that sacredness. Um, and and to the the Jewish mind, you know what what is the kingdom of God? Mm-hmm. This is something you know. What was he heralding in? What was the kingdom of God? Was it a place, or was it something you know that was going to be established and and come? But to the to the Jewish mind, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom mm-hmm. of God, uh, was embodied in in a daily prayer that they prayed. Right. Uh, you, you may have heard of the the, the Shema, the Shema. Uh, which was a daily prayer from Deuteronomy, which was here, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and there's, there's many other uh, scriptures to that. But that was a personal acknowledgement of, mm-hmm. of, of, the, of the Jehovah in their lives. Yes. Um, and traditionally, it's, it's what a, a Jewish person would try and say as their last words. Okay. The Lord, the Lord is mm-hmm. one. And it's, it's a daily prayer, bedtime right. prayer yeah, for yeah. Jewish children, yeah. the Shema. Um, and so uh, that that prayer here is the Lord, uh, the Lord is one is an acknowledgement of the kingdom of God in their lives. And that kingdom of God being an acknowledgement of the rule of God in the their lives, the rule yeah. of God, rather yeah. than a place or something mm-hmm. that's coming. It's an acknowledgement of, of the rule of God, a yeah. personal acknowledgement, taking upon oneself the yoke of the kingdom. Mm. The, the kingdom of God is within you. That's it. And yes. uh, and Jesus said when he'd arrived, well, well, the king had arrived and he said the, the kingdom of God is here. And uh, we were talking about that this morning. So anyway, um, Andrew runs to Simon and says, we found the Messiah. And he brought him to Jesus. And uh, Jesus said to him, you know, that I call you, well, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. Uh, I... I this is, and he said, I call you Kephas, and yep. upon this Aramaic, rock yeah. I will build my church. I call you Peter, Peter, uh, which is Kephas in Aramaic. Yeah, and upon this rock I will build my church. So, yeah, Jesus gave him that new name. And um, interestingly that he called Peter, Peter, he called Simon <laughs> the Rock. And yet we know, as we look at Simon's life throughout the Gospels, that he was very far from a very stable guy. He was quite sort of impetuous, impulsive. And uh, we can see from the way he, he was very human, wasn't yes, he? Yes, yeah. Um, uh, let's think of some of the the, the instances. For instance, uh, when he even rebuked Jesus, very just after he'd... Um, He'd, he'd had this revelation of who Jesus was. He said, because Jesus said to the disciples, who do you say that I am? And he spoke up. He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And yeah. Jesus said, you know, that flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father, you know, and um, showing that, goodness, you've really tuned in to the spiritual revelation here. Yeah. And and. and uh- and that, that from Jewish lips as well, because remember the Jews, their daily prayer was the Lord, the Lord is one. But for a Jew yeah. to, to say of anyone else mm. other than, you know, Yahweh, yeah. that you are God was yeah. was revolutionary. It was quite dangerous, actually, mm. but it was revolutionary from right. a Jewish yeah. man yeah. to say you are God. Yeah. So it was a real uh, revelation as opposed to not just um, going with the flow of or being religious. Yeah. yeah. Great point. Thanks, Ben. And... Um, 
And but then very soon, in fact, in the very next sentence, Jesus went on to talk about he was going to die. And, and he stepped forward, Peter, and <laughs> said, you know, he rebuked Jesus, it says. And yeah. no, you know. I know better, Lord. I know, you know better. I know better. Yeah. <laughs> no one, this is and, not going to happen. That's right. And, um, and I think Jesus said to, to him, what was it? Um, something like, uh, get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of man. What you know, a he suddenly, yeah. yeah, yeah, he got in the flesh, and yeah, what a rebuke uh, yeah. to be said, you know, called Satan. Yeah. But um, yeah, it shows the the wavering. One minute he was super spiritual, the next minute carnal. We can think of other um, times when, you know, he said, "Oh, you know, I would never deny you, Lord." That's it. Um, and and. Jesus turned to him and said, you know, before the day is out, you will have denied me three times. And we know he did go on to deny him. It, it goes to show, doesn't it, that mm. um, even for us, you know, yeah. Yeah. There, uh, and for Peter, there, w- there was a kind of coming to the Lord, which was, it's almost like there were stages of revelation. And I mean, that is the Christian life, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you, you, you make your commitment to the Lord um, and... That is a profession of faith. Yeah. The, the essence of your faith is if you if you go on, you know, we, we do make a lot of altar calls and it is an amazing thing to confess the Lord and mm-hmm. make that profession of faith. Baptism is amazing, you know, um, that commitment. But the 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 proof of, of the pudding, if you like, is to is mm. to see how it plays out. You know, yeah. how yeah. You, are you a follower of Christ that that um, and I, how, your salvation is is. Mm. He's kind of walked out every single day. And you see that with, with Peter in his development. You know, yes. Andrew brought, brought him to Jesus. Yeah. And there was that initial um, uh, kind of amazement that, you know, the one they'd heard of from John the Baptist, the Messiah, mm-hmm. was here. Um, and yet there was there was uh, the confession of, of, of Peter when he, mm-hmm. uh, Jesus said, who, who am I? You know, yeah. and he said, you're yeah. the Christ, the mm-hmm. son of the living God. There was the... Um, the awesome uh, encounter when um, Jesus came to uh, Peter's uh, to the boat when they had been out all night fishing, yes, and yes, they yes. caught nothing. Yeah, and uh, I love this. The carpenter said to the fisherman, "Go out again <laughs> and put yeah. some nets down." And he's like, "Lord, we've been fishing all night and caught nothing, but master." Because you say so, mm-hmm. I will go and do it. And yeah. and he, he they went and let down the nets and, and caught a catch that nearly sunk their yeah. boats. Yeah. And then Peter had a revelation um, in the boat that all of a sudden he, Jesus wasn't just like this this teacher that was about that he'd had encounters with. Again, the, the Lord God was revealed to him. Yes. And yes. Peter... Peter fell at his on his knees and yeah. said, "I'm a sinful man. You know, go for oh, you know, from depart from me, yeah. O Lord." Yeah. That is akin to mm. Isaiah when Isaiah saw the Lord and in Isaiah yeah. six and mm. said, I, "I am unholy, because yes. no, I've I've seen God and all I can all that you know I just see my sinfulness." Mm. Job said the same thing. I in Job forty two five and six he said. I see God when God came to him. I see God and I despise myself. I repent. It was, and, and this is, you know, God is so holy, um, you know, and his righteousness is, is displayed. And all the way through the Old Testament, when, people's, when people see God or the angels are revealed to them or something like that, mm. they immediately, they're fearful 
because nobody's has seen God and yeah. lived up until that mm. point, and they're fearful. And yeah. in the same way, Peter's like, oh, God, you're so awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I can't stand it. Mm. You know, leave me. I can't mm. stand it. Mm. But true revelation. The awesome thing is God, God who holds the world in, in one hand, yeah. you know, the spinning planets mm. and the stars in one hand, with his other hand, he, you know, he puts it on the shoulder of Peter yeah. and said, do not fear. Do not fear. Yeah. And so yeah. many, you know, so many of these f- human frailties in Peter, and yet God entrusted to him, yes. Jesus entrusted to him, his church, his people. Um, we know, you know, there were there were transformations. We could see the the transformation from, you know, the disciple who denied Jesus three times, and then he was lovingly restored by Jesus. That's a beautiful, yeah. tender part where he said, you know, if you love me, feed my lambs. And Jesus said, uh, Peter said to Jesus, you know I love you, Lord. Yeah. And he said, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. He entrusted to him, you know, the, the most precious thing to Jesus, which was his church and his bride. The we mercy, see the real yeah. transformation, of course, it's after Pentecost when filled by the Holy Spirit, you know, yeah. He stands up with great boldness and and actually takes the lead and says, you know, addresses the crowd and says, what you're seeing here is the fulfillment of of the prophecy in Joel. And, you know, these men aren't drunk. This is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The disciple becomes the apostle. That's that's what Jesus saw. You know, the word was that you are the rock. And, you know, he's a disciple, but, you know, that rock, that rock hardness that in Acts, you know, yeah. established mm-hmm. the, the early church and, you know, all the things that Peter went through in, in Acts where he was the rock. He was rock solid, you know, and yeah. he had to be. And Jesus saw that in this, this you know, rough, gruff old fisherman who, mm-hmm. who, who, you know, had a bit of a mouth on him and, uh, you know, was passionate um, and impetuous. Yeah. You know, yeah, he saw absolutely. that strength. And, you know, that that's... I love the way mm. that God does that. You know, you might know you might know people, where, or you might have children that that are you know really passionate, and they maybe come across as a bit naughty and out of control, um, and you know a bit mouthy and all that kind of stuff. But you know, see that see the strength, see the potential, see the know, gold, w- see the gold. Yeah, right. and, yeah, and and yeah. that's that's it. Doesn't and God do that to us? You know, as people, yeah, he calls you know. Out the gold. Yes. He spoke into Peter right at the very start. You know, you are the rock. Mm. He wasn't the rock, but he was <laughs> speaking what he would become. Yes. As, yeah. as, as he followed it. And he does the same to us, doesn't he? Yeah. You are my child. You are a child of God. You yeah. are called. You are chosen, you know, and, and through you, I yeah. want to do great things. And, and he was the rock because... Yeah. Uh, when when Jesus said you are, when he made that confession, he said you are you are Peter, mm-hmm. and the word Peter Petros means means large rock, large boulder, and he says, and on this rock, this is how he said it, you are Peter, the rock, yeah, but on on this rock, the rock of Jesus, which the word is Petra, which means a great edifice, a great bedrock, mm. I will build my church. You know, Peter even refers to it, you know, as us as living Living stones stones, built upon the rock, you know, Uh, the house that was built upon the rock and not upon the sand. All of those those Mm. uh, word pictures that are there, you know. Yeah. Um, Yes. And and I think, as I was saying, even at the start of this uh, program, you know, we look at this, the living word written, yes, by Peter through the Holy Spirit, uh, through the um, 
the uh, inspiration of God, but it's for us as well. And what applies to Peter, in yeah. a sense, applies to us as um, as the saints of God as, as well. So anyway, we'll come to that as we do read the letter itself. So who was this letter written to? Um, it does say in that in the beginning of the letter, you know, to Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia. These were actually Roman provinces. And so it was the, the obviously the Christians, the saints that were in those areas. And we know that Paul, he wrote the letter to the Galatians and uh, and and any yeah, the Ephesians, letter to the Ephesians as well. It was the same area. So we can say that, you know, Peter and Paul were familiar with you know, that's the same it. Christians in, that, in the area. Yeah, that's a picture of like the, you know, the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia. Yeah. Places that um, people have been expelled maybe from, from mm. Jerusalem uh, as, as Messianic Jews, believing Jews, um, who established, you know, churches. And obviously, you know, they're establishing churches and they would have non-Jews join us in Christians are all mm. one new man, Jew and Gentile together. Yeah. And they would, uh, the, the twin kind of ministry of Peter and Paul, mm. uh, Paul to the apostle to the Gentiles, Peter, you know, primarily apostle to, to the, um, the Jews. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can see that, that working in tandem yes, in that, yes, you know, yeah. to those churches in modern day mm. Turkey that have been scattered. And we think about, you know, what was going on at the time, the atmosphere, if you like, um, you know, it was an atmosphere of, I would say, hostility, mm -hmm. you know, if not outright persecution. Um, yeah. We know from, well, I know just from reading the uh, commentaries and what have you, really, but the, obviously the scholars know that this letter was probably written after 60 AD and uh, was probably written from Rome, where Peter ended up and he was eventually uh, executed in Rome, as was Paul, you know, around a similar time. Yeah. And um, so we know that there was a, a great persecution uh, in Rome following the, uh, the fire of Rome, yeah. in which uh, Nero, who was the emperor at the time, wanted to blame somebody and he blamed the Christians. Um, this is what we read anyway in the history. And, you know, it seems that Christians were, you know, were vilified, were generally sort of um, looked down upon. Uh, we've got the historian writer Tacitus here writes, a huge crowd was convicted not so much of arson as of hatred of the human race. And um, another, this is a third century writer, Oregon, uh, records... Oh, yeah, well, that the Peter was crucified upside down because he felt unworthy to die in the same manner. So, yeah, th there was um, there was this uh, hostility, anyway, yeah, towards uh, yeah. Christianity. Yeah, the thing with Nero, I mean, you'll find that in a lot of your Bible commentaries, um, is one view. I mean, I only mm. say that because I've heard uh, other views yeah. that um, the placing of, of that persecution is sometimes seen as when, when Nero, you know, wanted to... Um, uh, he wanted to rebuild parts of Rome, so he started off fire mm -hmm. uh, while he played, and it, Rome burned while he played his fiddle, yeah. um, and then blamed it on the Christians who were then persecuted. Um, another view is that it, it maybe that's uh, the the letters a bit earlier, and the persecution that that Peter speaks about is the, the general persecution of communities of exclusive people, yes, which the Jews right. were, which the Christians, you know. Mm. Were people of another world, which we'll get to, I'm sure. Mm, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. they they held to different uh, ideals and values, which were not of Rome. Mm. So they were odd. 
you know, and, and you know, when someone's different, sometimes that, that promotes persecution. And, uh, you know, um, that's, that's another, just another aspect to, to one of the historical yeah. commentaries that I read. But, you know, it's, it, it, it's good to get a picture, a general yeah, picture of just, the history uh, that's going to, on. Yeah, um, we can sort of uh, look at the atmosphere and the culture in which mm. it was written. And Well, let's uh, get in. Let's read the first chapter through so we can get a sense of, you know, the letter. We won't read the whole letter in one sitting, but let's read it, the first chapter. If I read the first half of the chapter, and then you can take over, Ben, from verse 13. Yeah, just get a sense of this. Uh, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, strangers in the world, scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and sprinkling by his blood. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy for you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you. When they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, even angels long to look into these things. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts, as in your ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your father, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. 
He indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him be- who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. Great. But the word of the Lord endures forever, eh? That's, um, that's what we're about with this, um, this whole study. Great. Well, um, hey, let's pray uh, as we sort of uh, come to this word. Uh, we, Heavenly Father, we thank, thank you, you for your living word. And right now we ask that you would speak to us through your word as we, uh, as we dig in, as we delve in, as we hear you by mm. your spirit through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so let's go through. We, we get the first, uh, very first verse. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. An apostle. Um, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Can we say every word, you know, every little phrase? Don't, um, don't think, oh, you know, let's get past the introductions. Every, <laughs> every word counts, you know. God doesn't throw away his words. He doesn't waste anything. No. Even in these introductions, they're no accident. And we can read a lot, even in these first few words. What do we say about Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ? Well, the first thing that comes to mind to me, Ben, is Peter, who was born and named by his family, Simeon, Simon, but was named Peter by Jesus. He's owning that name and he's saying, I am Peter. He's declaring it to these people. He's saying, you know, he's not just saying, yeah, you know, I'm Paul, I'm this. He's not just thinking it in his in his head. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, a, a person of God, I'm a child of God, and this might be you or I, we think it, but he's actually declaring it, confessing it, and I am Peter, I was named Peter by Jesus, I'm taking that name, I'm keeping that name, I'm, I'm living by that name, and, and I, I want you to know, friends, you know, as you are now a child of God, you own who you are, we know who we are through the word of God, and we we, we take that and we say, yeah, that is who I am. That is my identity. And I live by that. And he says, I am an apostle of Jesus Christ. He's bold. He said, this is who I am. This That's is, it. you know, um, what do you think about that? I was going to say, Ian, what, what, what does your name mean? <laughs> Ian, yes, yes, Ian. Uh, do you know? I have I've Googled <laughs> it, yes. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> well, my name, it comes from John. And uh, interestingly, yeah, because I was, and even John comes from Jonah, because uh, you know you got his is Simon Bar Jonah, son of Jonah. So you got Jonah, John. Uh, so yeah, I, I like to think of myself as you know John, beloved of God. Beloved of God. Um, yeah. So I, I, I am. Interestingly, um, let me tell you a little because it, it ties in with this. Have we got time? Yeah. When when I was um, a newly saved and I was a nursing student and I was you know bold about my faith and 
And uh, they, they said, you know, right, everyone go up and say something about who you are. And um, I went up there and, and, and I said, well, yeah, I'm Ian. And I wrote on the board, and I, I'm a Christian, you know, and I wrote Christian. <laughs> and I said, you know, I've been joined with Christ. Ian and Christ are joined together, you know, supernaturally. Of course, <laughs> yes. they all didn't know what to say. But, <laughs> Excellent. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Ian. I'm a Christian. That's good. I just remember being on a, an encounter weekend uh, with the church. And um, I think one of the things that we were looking at was, what does God say of you? And uh, I, I mean, I felt God say to me, um, what does your name mean? And my name's Benjamin, but Ben. And uh, in the Bible, you know, uh, look at the, David. I mean, his, na- his name is David Ben Jesse, which means David's son of Jesse. Ben meaning son. And God just you know, slipped it in and said, son, which, you know, is really, Fantastic. you know, Benjamin means uh, son of my right hand, son of the south or whatever. Um, but, but he just said to me, what does what does your name mean? And son, you know, and na- names are uh, do have power, you they know, do, and uh, you know, yeah. it's it, it's, uh, it's you know, God can reveal mm. stuff about mm. ourselves. the power of a name. Yeah, and, and God often, you know, we see through Scripture where God, you know, gives a new name, and in fact, we are given a new name as as the saints. You know, you are now a child of God, and uh, yeah, we are given a new name. Um, we've got, of course. Jacob was was given the new name of Israel. That's right, and uh, so many other examples. I got, I got a testimony. I, I must. Um, I, I was thinking about this earlier on. Yeah. I, I've preached this before, but just to, just to kind of say that when I when I first came to the church, uh, I was uh, I came through a um, a musical called The Witness, where I play I play the part of, of Judas, um, and I, I I've got a, a lovely friend uh, who. Um, she, you know, playfully used to say, "Oh, Judas, Judas," and then one day she, um, she said, oh, "I can't, you know, I can't be going around saying that anymore." You know, G- Judas, the one that betrayed Jesus, uh, and she felt God say to her that she should refer to me um, uh, by another name, uh, Judah. And so um, from then she she called me Ben Judah, Judah. which Judah Judah means praise, and this was right at the beginning of my um, uh, Christian journey. Uh, I believe, in, in the power of the prophetic. And, you know, she always referred to me as Ben Judah. And this, Yunella, if you're watching, Yunella Goodwin, that was you. You know, you, you took me into your home, you loved me, you gave me, uh, you know, a new prophetic name. And do you know what? My ministry uh, that the, the Lord gave me in church is, is of praise and worship. And I always remember that, you know, it was almost right at the start, you know, that was prophetically said to me, you know, Ben Judah. Um, son, son of praise, uh, and you know, God does that. He, he proclaims things over your lives, and maybe God's got a you know prophetic name for you too. Uh, you know, that's proclaimed over your life. I just wanted to add that in as we're yeah, talking about names and, so and all that kind names, of thing. Yeah, owning who we are and knowing who we are through the word. Well, we've got we've got through the first word, Peter. <laughs> yes, and, uh, an, apostle an apostle of Jesus Christ, apostle. Now. Um, yeah, it's a big subject, apostles, and, and um, you know, about there's a lot of controversy, if you like, in the church. Not in me. I mean, I'm, I, I'm happy that uh, apostles are, you know, forever, if you like, and for the modern day as well. But there were the 12 apostles, the mm-hmm. special apostles of Jesus Christ. And um, he was saying, yes, I'm an apostle. I'm sent. You know, that the, the root ones, word yeah. comes from being sent, a sent one. 
And um, it was actually taken from, you know, a Roman word for those almost like emissaries who would, who would you know, plant the, the empire and yep. would represent the empire wherever mm. they were in the world. And so in that, it has that sense as well in, in us. And uh, in, in, in many ways, we're all sent. Yeah. And so, you know, we can say that, uh, yes, I am sent by Jesus Christ, yeah. you know. Um, I send you as my witnesses, you know, all authority in heaven has been given to me and therefore I send you go and be my sent ones. Yep. And so, you know, if you're listening to this and you uh, have faith in Jesus Christ, you belong to him, you are sent. And to a degree, we all have that apostolic calling. Yeah. That's now, it. if we think about the argument of, you know, well, apostles, were they for only for that beginning time in uh, when the church was first born and there were only the 12 apostles. Well, I'd like to, um, you know, just point out a couple of verses. Yeah, have you got these, Vicky? There's quite uh, good ones here. What about Acts 14.14? 14, 14? If you could uh, bring that one up on the screen for me, 14.14. 14. But when the apostles, Barnabas and Paul, heard of this, there you go, you've got... Uh, there's another apostle there introduced, Barnabas and Paul. We had the 12 apostles, and here, hang on a minute, I thought there was only 12, <laughs> said somebody. There's the apostles, Barnabas and Paul. So um, now what about Romans 16, 7? Here's a few uh, different apostles. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles. Um, now, you know, you could say, oh, th th is, is, does that mean they're outstanding to the apostles? No, they, they were called apostles. There are other many others who are actually referred to as apostles. And then if we look at um, Ephesians 4, 11 to 13, just going to quickly, um, we can't really do an in-depth study on apostles, but uh, it says there, so Christ himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach the unity of the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So these were the leadership gifts. Can we leave that on the screen just for a moment? Uh, these are the leadership gifts given by Jesus. It says... Um, to equip the saints for, for works of service, by the way. It's not to do works of service for the saints, but to equip the, the saints, the people of God, to do the ministry and the service in the, uh, in the world. And then it, but it says, until we all reach the unity and maturity... Now see, see those, those, um, those offices were given to bring the body of Christ unto, unto fullness of maturity and unity. Well, of course, that's continual. Those, um, I, I would argue that uh, those leadership gifts and, and offices are there to build the body until it reaches its maturity. You know, the apostles, they didn't suddenly just stop being needed. That's Interestingly, it. you know, when we look at some of the names... I'll just finish with this. You know, if we look at, say, the name of pastors, we know pastors are uh, 
generally that's a word used for church leaders all around the world. I think it's mentioned once in scripture. Uh, apostles, Pas- pastors, is, is, evangelists, is throughout, teachers, uh, yeah, yeah th- throughout the New Testament, and mm. mentioned frequently. We talked about there was Apollos was yeah. was an, an apostle who you know Paul said, look, look, I'm I'm an apostle just as much as mm. as Apollos, and he went through his kind of mm. qualifications. So yeah, I want to say I believe in modern day apostles. Um, we'll leave it there because, and, and please comment back, uh, Ben, but we won't spend too long on that. No, I, I was just going to say, I mean, uh, apostle, apostle, it, it, it's just a, it is just a word. Just, mm. And Jesus didn't invent that word. You know, as Ian said, it was a, 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 a spoken of as Roman emissaries, emissaries mm. who were sent to inf- propagate and enforce Roman culture in the empire. Yeah. There's a reason why, you know, chariot racing was popular in one of the, provinces of the empire because they they made it so um to enforce something of rome there to, for the people to enjoy and, and the culture and um, we can get stuck on words you know um there's some christians would say that you can only title yourself an apostle if you've seen the risen christ um and okay you know that that's fine but it does mean sent ones mm-hmm. and you know i want to thank pastor dave for um bringing a bit of revelation about that you know that whole thing about bringing culture um and you can think of what you would say you, uh, the title is a recognised thing. You could look at different ministries and say, who, who don't call themselves apostles, but you recognise it. Here is someone who has an international apostolic ministry that is enforcing the culture of the kingdom in a, in a large-scale way, um, in that sense. But you yeah. can also, in the sense that Ian said, we're all apostles. You know, we're, all, we're all to enforce the culture of the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. the rule in our lives, mm-hmm. where we are. You know, We are to be those, those ones who are of another world, Traveling through the exiles, but living, you know, as Christians now means enforcing that that culture. Great, yeah, we we probably uh, come back to that at some point. You know, we'll we'll look as well at, uh, you know, those uh, leadership ministries. Two words in, we're two words into the book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh, it's twenty two. I just want to think about you know the application for our lives and we can pray into that you know of what we've what we've touched on so far and i know we've not got very far but we'll we'll be well into it by next hopefully it's uh, been in depth just from those two nuggets (laughs) (laughs) well what have we learned we've learned that you know god takes the ordinary and to do the extraordinary I want you to to know, you who are listening, you know, he chooses you. He chooses me. He chooses the weak things of the world. He chose Peter, an impetuous fisherman, uh, to actually lead, you know, his people and uh, bring in the kingdom. So, you know, take that on board. He's, He's called you. He's chosen you. It's not about you and your past it's about what god will do in and through you and what god calls you to be and it's a journey as we said peter Mm. there were stages of revelation as there still is for all of us yeah yeah so that's one thing to take what else can we take from what we've looked at uh would you say ben i think about you know owning who we are and Mm. and and you know being bold and and confessing it you know i think there's a power in that confession in who we are you know it's when, when we speak it, 
we become it when That's we it. think it and speak it we start to live it if mm. we if we shy away from who we are if we don't want to speak it out if we don't want to confess our um, you know calling in Jesus Christ and what he's called us to be we're we're very unlikely to live it. Yeah, you say? that's it. Well, there, yeah, there is there is a side to the Christian walk that is in humility, mm. and God is awesome and He is everything. But on the other side of it, God has given you an identity. Mm. God has given you promises, as Peter will say as we go on. He has given you an inheritance. He has given you these things that you you can't deny. Read the first chapter of Ephesians and see, as a Christian, what is is given to you, you know. And we don't parade that around and say, "Look what I've got and you haven't got." Mm. You know, you you look at it with awe and yeah. humility and say, "God, thank you, thank mm. you, God, for all that you have poured out in salvation for me." And you enjoy it. Yeah, you don't absolutely. repress it and and yeah. you know humbly go around like that. Um, the guy from Dickens, yeah. you know, <laughs> oh, Lord, you know, yeah. I'm unworthy. You are worthy. Yeah. And, you know, that, that, take hold of it. Take hold of Christ. Take hold of the things of the kingdom of God, which is the rule of God in your life. Live it out. Live it. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, let's pray into that uh, as we as we finish tonight. Thank you so much for listening. We're going to just pray into that revelation Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word, this truth, and I pray that every single one of us listening, watching, would take that on board, Father, would be transformed by your living word, as, as was even said in this first chapter, the word of God, the word of the Lord stands forever. And Lord, we thank you for this living and enduring word that speaks to us and tells us that we are your people, your chosen ones, called of you, called out by you, Mm. sent by you, entrusted with the kingdom by you. Let every person who is um, hearing this now just uh, sense by your Holy Spirit that call on their lives in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thanks, Ben, for being with us. Uh, We're off the mark. We're into the first sentence (laughs) of the book. So so we will do better than uh, I did with (laughs) Ephesians. It was a good effort, Ian. You you were gung-ho for it, but, you know. God bless you all, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) 